with you in a bit. There we go. <coughs> Had to finish uh, sharing on the regular timeline. Hopefully everybody's doing okay. I got new software, so let me know if the sound quality is going okay. Hopefully everybody can uh, see me. Everything is live. I'm sorry I was a little bit, a couple minutes late with the show this evening. It was because I was just finishing up with a couple, and I ran over a little bit as always. So uh, my passion um, definitely is to help couples, help individuals, you know what, have a more connected, a uh, lot more um, fruitful relationship than they ever thought possible. So I want to look at, um, you know, what works good for you and helping you achieve that, okay? Not only that, but also about having a relationship that you've always, you know, craved within yourself, um, that you like yourself better, that you are, you know what, more in tune to um, having self-respect and self-love and confidence and self-esteem aspects, okay? So, um, with the technical difficulties had last week, <coughs> or I should say last Friday, or, or actually last Thursday, sorry, I am going to redo that and talk about questions that I have gotten from followers, and please, as always, I'm always looking for topics, questions that you would like me to answer to the best of my ability, okay? So private message me, throw them on my timeline, whatever, about questions you want me to handle, and you can also... You know what? <coughs> Excuse me. You know what? Join the discussion down below in the video, okay? Down below, join the discussion. And if you share the show on your timeline, okay? Um, and you'll have until noon tomorrow to share on your timeline too. Share the show. Share the episode on your timeline. You get a chance to win. Oops, hold on a second. I'm a little uh, unprepared. You get a chance to win a copy of my book, the paperback book, and it is available on Amazon. It is The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite Love and Intimacy. And here's the back cover. Get a chance to win that, or you can win a t-shirt, which says, Love Intentionally. One of my many slogans I have, and on the back, my uh, one of my logos and stop hate to start promoting you know what get rid of racism discrimination and hatred in the world it's my little part of doing what we can okay hey Christy hey welcome to the show um so we are you know share the video you get a chance to win a t-shirt or a book uh, your choice, and I have t-shirt sizes small through extra large, okay? So, I'm going to follow up with the question, um, <coughs> excuse me, of what I was asked last week, so I can answer them, okay? So, do people know what commitment means? They change, you know, relationships like clothing. So, this question is, you know, do people nowadays know what commitment commitment is and you know what that means to one another and also as an individual and matter of fact I I get this question offered you know offered to me or asked to me on a regular basis on a weekly basis if you will and you have one person's definition of commitment is different it's like okay oh it's okay I cheated on you because we weren't married or we weren't living together 
doesn't really matter. No big deal. We were exclusive. But you know what? If we're married or living together, had some more married. No. You need to be on the same page of what commitment is. And what this individual is stating that, you know what? Does anybody have a commitment? Meaning, are they working on a relationship or a marriage? Or the first sign of problems, are they booking? Are they calling it quits instead of looking at that? <clears throat> and I think a lot of it might be my take on maybe commitment or the lack thereof. You have to agree or be on the same page. What does commitment entail? Okay. First, you need to decide what that is. Okay. But the reason I think a lot of people throw away relationships or marriages uh, quick because maybe it might be how generations change, right? And it could be maybe lack of work ethic. It could be lack of discipline. It could be entitlement that you feel that, you know what, if something goes wrong, I'm out of here. I'm not dealing with this. That's not real life, okay? I want Commitment to me is, you know what, you work on it. You talk about issues and try to evolve and grow together. Now, I also get people on the other side of that coin, right? I get cheated on numerous times. I get... You know what? I'm in an abusive relationship, get my butt beat on a weekly basis. But Greg, you know what? I made a commitment. I made vows. But I tell people, you need to make a commitment to yourself not to be in a toxic, an abusive relationship, okay? So you also need to have a commitment to yourself and also a commitment to your partner. And if one person, you know what, is not committed to you, then the relationship probably will be over or you look at why are you in a committed relationship or having a commitment to somebody that doesn't hold the same merit or the same respect for commitment as you do, okay? And I agree that I think a lot of people, you know, the philosophy is, and I talked about this probably a month ago, that a lot of people you look at that, you know what, they might be happy in a relationship, but they always have this fantasy view or take on it unrealistic that, you know what, I'm happy, but I want to be happier. So they always keep going next and next and up, and they're never happy. It's like they're chasing that white pony, if you know what I mean. And to be able to go after the element to work at, you know, what can we do to evolve and grow and be happier and better on all levels, right? Financial, maybe on the same page, sexual, emotional, Absolutely. What are we doing to try to evolve to understand each other as individuals and as a couple? And I think a lot of people's view of commitment nowadays, it lacks that. Or maybe one is very committed, but the other one is not. Any sign of trouble, I'm out of here. Now, if we can get you know a person together on their same view of commitment, maybe we're going to have a great, great relationship or marriage. That's what I'm going after with the help I provide or try to provide with couples, okay? <clears throat> so look at that. What is your definition of commitment? And what is your partner's definition of commitment? You have to go on that. And if the going gets tough, are you willing to work together and help each other? Or are you just saying, peace out, I'm out of here, because you know what? A little bump in the road. That's not commitment, people. So you have to look at, you know what? It does take work. And you, it does take effort. It takes you to look at yourself. And it's going to be sometimes you are going to be more committed to your partner because maybe they have a sick loved one. They have, you know, taken care of a sick 
parent that is in hospice or that type of situation, it's an ebb and flow, people. And what happens when one person is more committed than the other, the relationship comes out of balance and chances are it's going to cease. But to look at the situation again, you need to identify what does commitment mean to you. And that doesn't mean, you know what, that you also are not committed to yourself, that you're going to be committed to stay in a toxic, abusive situation. Hell no. That's being, you know what, stupid. I hate to use that word, but you know what, that's not being self-caring or that's not promoting or, you know, commanding self-love to yourself. Don't do that. So hopefully that answered that follower's question, okay? Another question, and like I said, in the chat below, you know what? Throw them out there. Throw your questions out there, okay? So I want you to be able to look at what it takes um, to be committed. Next question, okay, is, I wrote it down or typed it. In contemporary times, relationships are getting more and more complicated. This seems um, to show, you know what, would hope that I address this, okay? In contemporary times, um, nowadays, Relationships are getting more and more complicated. I agree, and I think a lot of people are getting more um, expansive or evolving in a different way, and it might not necessarily be a bad thing. And this can go maybe hand-in-hand hand with the question I just talked about, about being, you know, what does commitment mean? And we all, you know, they're more complicated maybe now. You have both people, you know, both partners working, and I'm all for women working. I'm all about that, too. I'm all about a partnership and sharing in the bills and finances, big time, okay? I'm all about that and being every essence if possible of what partnership means. So you look at, um, you know, complicated. Both people are working. We have technology, right? So we get overwhelmed with a lot of things. So I look at contemporary times creating a lot of making it more complicated. Is it because we are allowing that to become more complicated in our lives? Or what are we doing to try to simplify our lives? Um, a lot of, say, parents, right? We love our kids or, you know, you got young kids and you want to give them the best. You want to give them that. And all of a sudden, you know what? You have them in every different sport. You have them in dance. You have them in theater. You have them in whatever, 4-H clubs. I'm not about that. But you have your kid going in every direction possible. And what happens is you make your relationship complicated because you're not spending enough time and setting boundaries for your relationship to be a priority, okay? A lot of people make their lives and make their relationship more complicated because maybe guilt, because of shame, because maybe selfishness as well. Instead of setting boundaries for you and stay, sorry, saying or stating or practicing that our relationship is number one and everything else is going to come around it. Yes, we have to work. Yes, we have to pay bills. But are we dictating society's view or friends' and family's views of how we should live our lives? And that's what's making it complicated. Are we able to set boundaries? Are we able to say no to certain people and looking at and talking to each other and looking at, you know what, Am I, I'm overwhelmed. We just need to relax and chill a little bit. And what can we do? to uncomplicate things. And I agree, you know, cell phones, tablets, social media, 
right? I'm on social media now. How we use it and how we allow it not to dictate our own lives, that's important. So we look at what can we do to uncomplicate our life. Is it really going to be hurtful to our kids that they play one or two sports a year instead of all of them? You get me? Or that are in every which way pulling in all kind of directions. And what happens, you're sort of allowing the kids and society to dictate your life and make it overwhelming and make it a lot more complicated. That's on you. You need to mellow that out and look at and sit down together. And you know what? What can we do to simplify and make our maybe family, make our relationship a priority? I get step families are a different ball game, okay? Step families, it's going to be, I usually tell people, you know what? The relationship needs to come first and be a priority, you know, over maybe than the kids. But step families are different. Step family, there needs to be more of a balance. And that, talking about complicated world, it makes it even more complicated because now you are dealing with you know, maybe exes, dealing with her kids, my kids, that type of stuff, and it becomes even more complicated. But what can you do, again, to try to reach a balance? And you know what? Our household needs to be a priority, too. Hey, Tony. Hey, what's happening, brother? Hopefully everything's going smooth for you down in uh, Floridaville and everything going on. So you look at you know, what do you do, even when I work, you know, and I work with a lot of stepfamily dynamics, too, or couples that are in a stepfamily, and, you know, what do you do to try to not allow the world outside of you to dictate your life and what should the ebb and flow and the, you know, tip for tat and pulling you in so many directions? Don't allow that. Set boundaries. Be able to say no and try to do what you can to look at, you know what, can we tell, you know, a family member, maybe you have a large family and every weekend they have something going on. Say no to them. You might need to breathe. You might need to relax, but you're afraid and you complicate things because you're afraid to disappoint people, upset maybe friends or family member, instead of saying, no, we need to relax. And if they harp on you and they don't respect that, you need to look at, you know what, we have to do what's healthy for us in our relationship or marriage and be able to say no. And if they don't like it, that's on them. You get me? So try to look at things where you can uncomplicate your life in your relationship to make it stronger, more chill, more relaxing. And what I mean by relaxing, I don't mean boring, okay? But what do you do to just try to relax and, you know what, make life a lot less overwhelming than it is okay i'm guilty of that at times too so i need to look at myself and what i can do to you know what uncomplicate my situations another the other question <coughs> i want to look at and then uh if time permits get on another topic but i am someone mentioned i am codependent i've been working really hard on establishing healthy boundaries in my relationships. Any advice in talking with those that I may have unhealthy relationships with? And codependency is a huge, huge issue I see a lot. And this could come with somebody that is codependent, that is with someone that is an addict or alcoholic that doesn't want to seek help. They always need to feel needed, to be important. Um, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to help somebody not beat my butt anymore. I'm going to help, you know, I need to be needed and change him or change her. There's a book 
out there I recommend to clients and a lot of people. It's called Codependency No More. Yeah, I didn't write it. It's been out for a long time on Amazon, but it's called Codependency No More. And I look at, you know what, what benefit is it to you to be in this situation? What are you getting from it? And why is it so painful that you sell yourself out or you always feel like you need to be needed or taking care of your partner all the time? What is it that, you know what, it would make that maybe a more painful for you to sell yourself out to, you know what, it's more painful that you feel remain disrespected in a codependent relationship. What would it take for you to not love yourself would be more painful than to sell yourself out, okay? This is the premise I take, and with codependency, if it is actually a dependent, like, personality disorder is a different thing than having a codependency issue or trait. Big difference, okay? <clears throat> so you look at what the codependency, I'm going right after about self-love, and I'm going right after making, you know, you feeling codependent, that that's going to be a lot more painful to you than self-love and self-respect, and there's that balance. But some people always need to feel needed, and it's about a purpose, right, that you share, um, you want to share, and your whole purpose is taking care of that person. You know what? Oh, my God, making them feel better, making them a better person. And when they don't need you anymore, guess what happens? You lose it, right? You get overwhelmed. You get frantic. You get anxious. Does this sound familiar? You get so nervous, and all of a sudden you need someone else that needs to be fixed, that needs to be taken care of, that needs to be mothered, that needs to be sheltered, that needs to be whatever, a repair project, okay? That's where I go after. I want you to look at self-love and defining self-love and self-respect. And that losing self-love and self-respect is a lot more painful to you than, you know what, losing your identity about being disrespected. So that's the premise I look at. But look at those things and, you know, start building from there. And it's not easy. And I'm all about, you know, you trying to speak with a professional, a counselor that works with codependency issues. And to be able to look at, you know what, to help you go through with that and flip the script and also challenge you on growing and evolving and working on that self-love and self-respect. So hopefully... That answered those questions. Hey, Tony, yeah, Tony mentioned uh, keep firm with mutual discussions. Set some standard that you expect the kids to adhere to. Oh, I agree, Tony. That's great, great advice. <clears throat> and this is means, and I tell people, you know, going back with the complicated relationships and whatever, and it seems like too many parents out there, they don't set boundaries with their kids, and they allow their kids to, you know, pit mom against dad, dad against mom. Um, they allow the kids to run the life in the household, and it shouldn't be that way, and it makes it even more complicated. You know what? You are the parents. You are the adults. And you know what? I'm all about mutual respect for your kids and being able to listen to them and understand what they feel and respect that and care about how your kids feel. But that doesn't mean they run your household. That doesn't mean they dictate life to you. Hell no, don't do that, okay? So, uh, one quick thing I want to talk about, and this was thrown up in a post I got tagged with earlier um, last, or I should say late last week, about quantity <coughs> excuse me, versus quality. 
And the big debate about time together in a relationship, in a marriage, you know what? I hear this all the time. Greg, I would rather have, you know, quality time versus quantity time. You know what? I would rather have quality sex than, you know, quantity sex. And we all, there's an ebb and flow with that. And you have to be careful what that means to you, okay? Now, if you have quality sex, for example, you have quality sex and it's once a year, would you be okay with that? Remember, you know what? Quality is better than quantity. And, or <laughs> you get where I'm going with that. So you look at, in your relationship with quality time, what does that mean? You know what? And I tell people, you can go out and I promote it, right? Date night, right? Quality time together. But what does that mean to you? And you know what? Because you go out on a date night, I might suggest it. I tell people, what do you do to enjoy each other? You could go on a date night and be miserable. You don't like each other, but Greg said we have a date night then don't do it. That's crazy, right? I want to promote enjoyment with you two. So, you know what? If you're having a date night, I want you to enjoy it, not be miserable and not just go through the motions. So define exactly what quality means to you as far as quality time together. And again, it's an ebb and flow. It's a, it's a give and take. Are you able to look at, okay, what your definition of quality time together and can, you know, one definition of quality you do that and the next time you do what your definition is if you maybe don't agree all the time you take turns right but what does quality time mean to you it might mean shutting off the tv shutting off the phones get me no social media quality time to somebody might be maybe sitting on a couch watching a tv show somebody else quality time might be taking a walk together or sitting on the front porch everybody is different but I agree, you know, you can spend a lot of time together. That doesn't mean you're connected, and that doesn't mean that it's quality time. You can spend every night together sitting next to each other, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's quality time. So you need to identify both, you know, what exactly what quality time is to each one of you, what that represents, what it looks like. Give some examples what that would be like for you, and also look at, you know, also quantity of time. You could spend one, one day together once a month. That might not work for me, right? But to somebody else it might be because quantity or quality is worth more than quantity time. You know what? I would like a little more than once, you know, once a time with my special person, once a month I should say, right? I would love quality and quantity. And what does that mean to both of you, okay? Uh, Tony, you mentioned quality sex is showing love and tenderness than quantity. Is that sex to where you're both looking to achieve quick pleasure? Good point, Tony. Quality time is from the heart. I agree with that. And my how I sort of define that or try to express it to clients and people in general, you know, quantity time is purposeful okay there's a purpose behind it that you're attentive to one another you're paying attention you're listening you everyone hears the term about being present with each other okay what does that mean to you and I agree Tony great quality means it comes from the heart it comes from the soul that you are purpose 
purposefully paying attention to one another and being there, listening to one another. And it could be just same thing. It could be joking around, playfulness. That could be quality time. But you're being, you know what, attentive to each other. Even though you're joking, playing around, tickle, pillow fight, whatever it is, that you are being purposeful in in attention to one another, okay? And I, I love that, Tony. Yeah, quality time is from the heart and from the soul. So hopefully tonight's show um, will help you out, okay? Going from complicated relationship aspects, what commitment means to you, and again, you know what, also about quality versus quantity time. And if you are codependent, pick up the book, order it, you know what, codependency no more and look at self-love and what that means to you and not having self-love and self-respect is more painful than you selling yourself out okay and being a doormat again share the video the show the art of relationship show episode on your timeline you get a chance to win a t-shirt actually tony won a t-shirt and got it the other day so um here it is a t-shirt love intentionally and on the back has uh, a variation of my logos and stop hate, getting rid of discrimination, racism, and hate in the world out there, okay? And promoting love. You get the t-shirt or you get a copy of my book, The Relationship Guide, Tools to Ignite Love and Intimacy, right here. It's also available on Amazon. Back cover is right there. So share the video you have until noon Eastern time tomorrow which would be Wednesday for a chance to win okay so share the video much love to everybody out there and I hope everybody has a good peaceful evening what's left to it peace and love and you can catch the show right here on Facebook 8 30 p.m. Eastern time on Tuesday and Thursday evening take care peace and love to everybody hopefully uh, the sound and the quality went well